This is an odd night. It's um, it's an overlooked night. It's um, it's a confusing night, even <clears throat> even for Christians. I personally marvel that every church in America is not not together tonight. Um, I was told before the service that at least Chuck Swindoll shares my opinion. But for whatever reason, um, the night is not apparently is not understood, and and I I hope to just clean up or clear up a little bit of the confusion. And as we as we gather at the sacrament, you do know that that this is a um, this is a night that's peculiarly significant for Christians, but not just for Christians. It's an it's a night that Judaism shares as well. It's called, of course, Passover. But there's confusion about that as well. Um, I don't know whether you noticed, but Passover occurred on the 30th of March this year, which was a Tuesday. Passover was supposed to happen on Friday, and we're here observing it on Thursday. <laughs> why? Why all of the confusion? I, I don't know. I have. Not a whole lot of explanation as to why there's there's such um, in some areas a lack of appreciation for the night. But in the places where Judaism does observe it, you know how the night begins, do you not? It begins with a question from the oldest son in the home or in the family, put to his father, and. The, the, the son asks his father, why is this night different from all other nights? And having posed that question, the father then replies by telling the story of Passover. I'm not going to read it to you. It's, it's found in, in Exodus 12. It's also repeated in Deuteronomy 16, although the, the story in Exodus 12 is, is much better. But just for the moment, I'd like to play the role of the father of a Jewish home. I want to tell you the story of Passover night. It did, of course, come on the end, uh, on the heels of nine plagues. You know, the plague of the gnats and the frogs and the boils and the darkness. Nine plagues administered by Moses and Aaron against the nation of Egypt. And this was number ten. This was the last and the final plague brought to bear on Egypt and Pharaoh for their refusal to let Israel go. But this would be the plague that would accomplish the goal. Israel would be set free after this one. It was the night that Israel was told that everyone was to gather in homes and they were to... They were to prepare a lamb, and they were to have this meal, and they were to, they were to eat with their with their belts on and their sandals on because they were going to leave in a hurry, and and it was a it was a meal that had all these interesting parts to it, uh, bitter herbs, and and even the Passover that's celebrated today as a is a has an empty chair associated with it. That wasn't true. It, on the first Passover, but an empty chair that is there because Israel is still not looking for the Messiah. Israel is still looking for Elijah to come, who announces the Messiah. 
But on back in Egypt, the 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 signal characteristic of this whole evening was that blood was let, and blood was taken and painted on the doorpost and lintel of the home. And the reason that the doorpost the, the the blood was there was to mark off the home as being a part of the covenant community. Because God was going to send a death angel. And a death angel was going to sweep through Egypt. And every home that had no blood on the door and the lintel, on the doorpost and the, the lintel of the door, would lose its firstborn. The night was quiet until after midnight. And the death angel moved through all of Egypt. And there were shrieks and screams. The only ones protected were the people who were protected by the blood of a lamb on their doorpost. I wonder, I wonder if here we are all huddled inside this sanctuary, if the, if the death angel were to move through the city of Memphis, how many of us would be protected? Because the blood, ladies and gentlemen, is no longer, it's no longer on doorposts. It's blood that it was spilled and is valued by those who understand why it was shed. One more little item and I'm done. In the course of the week, I, I went to a Jewish website. It's called kabod.com. Kabod is the, the Hebrew word for glory. It's spelled C-H-A-B-A-D if you'd like to check me out. It's, it's kabod.com and, and there's several links on the site. And one, of course, is to the Passover. So I hit the link to the Passover. And then within that, that uh, page, there were several links to what, as to what I wanted. And they had a, they had a, a link to the short version. And then they had a link to the, to the longer version. Of the, of the story of Passover. And so I read the short version and I noticed there were some significant omissions. And then I went to the long version and I read the long version. And all of it was there about the meal, about the question of, from the sun, about the bitter herbs and what was to be included. The one thing that was significant and noticeable by its absence was any reference to blood on the doorpost. I found that utterly remarkable, ladies and gentlemen, because the story can be told, but if you, if you eliminate the shed blood, We have no story to tell. We have no good news. We have no gospel. We have no forgiveness. We have no salvation, ladies and gentlemen. Because all of that is associated with blood that was spilled. A ransom price paid as Jesus Christ purchased his people. 
by his death and sufferings. And that's why we meet here tonight. To remember that. And in his kindness, he gave us a symbol that would help us focus on a life that was sacrificed in the place of his people. And so, my brother and sister in Christ, there is only one place to hide. And it's underneath shed blood. And if that's where you are hiding, we invite you to meet us at this table. May we pray. Indeed, O oh God, it is a it is a an odd and significant night. A night that is never to be forgotten by your people. A night where Jesus spent his last hours instituting a sacrament that would make certain that the Christian church would never forget the centerpiece of the Christian gospel. The righteous for the unrighteous. The sinless for the sinful. The substitute in the place of his people. The spilling of blood leading to the forgiveness of sin. The death that we should have died, died for us by the one that we call the Christ. So, Father, might your people find a great sense of nourishment as we feed off of Christ and him crucified. That is the focus of the sacrament. It is the focus of our hearts tonight as we remember the one who in our eyes is altogether lovely, Jesus Christ. And we pray in his name.